Greetings and salutations, listener, and welcome to another edition of the Coco and Daltz podcast. We're real people doing real reviews. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Daltz. And I'm talking very slowly this morning, and I don't know why, actually. <laughs> you need more caffeine. I need caffeine. If I were to have caffeine, I don't know what would happen, because I've not really had much caffeine in my life. You would be so buzzed. I would be. Like, I need legit four cups of coffee every morning, and you would have like one sip, and you would be crazier than me on four cups. Well, uh, Because I'm used to it. Sometimes when your uh, empty coffee mug is on the desk and I'm working here, I'm like buzzing. I'm just on the fumes. <laughs> just the fumes. <laughs> so uh, we're talking this week uh, in this episode of the podcast about a very special movie. <laughs> and <laughs> um, we drew straws uh, off air to uh, see who the loser would actually do the summary of this movie. And I'm very happy to, f- to tell you that I was the winner so that Coco is now going to be doing the summary. And I'm very excited about this because I will learn what this movie was about by her summary. Yeah, I'm really not sure what I'm going to say, actually. (laughs) So, And that's it for another edition of the podcast. (laughs) We are reviewing today Outside the Wire, a Netflix original sci-fi action thriller that was just released on Friday, January the 15th. Today is Tuesday the 19th. Um, so we're kind of reviewing this in real time. It's been number one on Netflix all weekend, Mm -hmm. so that's a good sign. A bad sign is that we both (laughs) fell asleep during the movie. So (laughs) And at different times. Right. I joked adults that we're actually real old people doing real (laughs) reviews because we fell asleep during the movie. So we have excuses though. You were up early yesterday and I was not interested in the movie so (laughs) and had been drinking jack daniels earlier (laughs) there we go so the movie is about it's uh it takes place in the near future like 2032 or 2036 it's about the u.s military uh the marines anthony mackie plays uh like the head marine guy Mm -hmm. at this base so basically russia wants the ukraine to be part of it Again, like it wants to annex the Ukraine. Oh, I'm sorry. I think the Ukraine is... It's just Ukraine. Yeah, it's just Ukraine now. Um, So Russia wants to annex Ukraine. So U.S. troops have been sent there as kind of peacekeepers. But there's a Ukrainian kind of rebel leader slash madman who is trying to get the launch codes for Ukraine's nuclear stockpile that's left over from the old Soviet days. And... Anthony Mackie and a young Marine who I got a lot to say about the young Marine. Oh, okay, um, good. They have to try to stop the madman from getting the launch codes. Played by Damson Idris, by the way. Not Idris Elba, no. unfortunately. No. Um, so they've got to stop the guy from getting the, the launch codes. And should I just spoil the movie for them? Oh, I think so. Okay. I, I don't think there's any so, reason to holding back on this one. It turns out that Anthony, Anthony Mackie, who is not a human, he's like some kind of human-robot hybrid mm-hmm. that was created by the military. He is actually sort of a double agent. Mm-hmm. And he pretends to be working for the Ukrainian madman in order to get the codes from the madman so that he himself can launch a nuclear strike against the U.S. so that the U.S. will finally learn that war is bad. and That's a hard lesson. Yeah, and at the end, uh, the young Marine ends up being able to foil Anthony Mackie's plans with just seconds left on the nuclear launch countdown <laughs> clock. I didn't see that coming. And the world is saved. 
I didn't see that coming at all. Did I did I make things not as confusing for you, adults? Yes. I I've left out a lot of stuff, but I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. So, here's the thing about this movie, listener, is that I watched it and then I came out of that movie thinking I just I must have taken my stupid pill today because I just didn't get half of the movie and there were some scenes in the movie where I didn't know who the bad guys were and the good guys were. And so I went online uh, this morning and uh, our crack research team flagged some certain reviews for me to read. So I usually we don't do this. We usually just form our own reviews without having a preconceived notion because we want to do it on the fly and we want to give you the unvarnished cocoa adults. Right. But this one, I was like, oh man, I got to read up on this. I didn't know what happened. I <laughs> and and really, is it as bad as I think it is? Because it's really bad. <laughs> like it's, the, the story is, it's well-intentioned. Let's put it that way. It's a well, it's another well-intentioned Netflix action thriller. It's an anti-war movie, but the message is incredibly muddled. And, and it's, it's kind of like in the same, you know, it's extraction and, uh, the one with, uh, Cherise Taran, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, the old guard, the old guard. I mean, it's in that same vein of like, it's action from front to back. There's a high body count. There's a huge high body count. And, Yet those two movies, I would say, are like Oscar nominated compared to this one. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> and even though they're all formulaic and they're all kind of the same movie and they all have unbelievable things. But this was just, it was hard to, f like, Anthony Mackie, I really wanted to like his character. He was the cyborg robot guy. But he, he was so inconsistent. Like, it was in one moment he was really grouchy and he was gruff. And then the next minute they're in the car and they're all laughing it up and they're joking and they're trying to be pals. And it was just hard to figure out what he was doing. Um, the, 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 the scenes where there were several scenes of uh, firefights. And it was really hard to follow who was shooting who. And it was also, the, those firefights, they were, they were like a good five to eight minutes long, these sequences. Usually when you have, a, a, you know, guys shooting at each other, it's like, it's two or three minutes. It, mm -hmm. You know, it's very quick and very brief and everybody gets killed and then they move on. But this was like, we're sitting there watching and it's just like guns ablazing for, <laughs> it seemed like forever and the robot guys didn't make any sense. I don't know. I just, you didn't ask me yet, Coco, how I felt about this movie, but I went right into it because I'm... <laughs> passionately, <laughs> passionately uh, opposed to this movie. It was just not a good use of our time. I, I, I knew you had a strong opinion on it. What is your opinion? Am I sleeping on the couch again tonight or? No. So my opinion is that, yeah, this was not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, it was definitely, the plot was definitely confusing. Um, I did like Anthony Mackie. I understand what you're saying about his character was inconsistent. Mm. I think all the characters were inconsistent. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. thought he did... The best job. He's very charismatic generally. Oh, yeah. So I enjoy yeah. watching him. I also I really liked his fight sequences. Like mm -hmm. he was just like kicking ass all over the place. And mm -hmm. I was like, we need more sequences like this of mm -hmm. him just like kicking people's asses. Um but the, he, was, he was running like the uh the guy in Terminator. What was the guy you said? The T one thousand played T by Robert Patrick. Exactly. Yeah. He, that's the way he ran in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um the character played by Damson Idris, I did not like that character at all. Oh he, yeah. He was also extremely inconsistent. Yeah. First of all, he has a problem with authority. So why did he join the military right. if he doesn't want to take orders from people and if he's just pissed off all the time mm -hmm. and he 
probably should have been thrown out of the army, actually, or the Marines. Right. Um, and he was a man of inaction, too. He wasn't really very helpful. And then, right. or sort of toward the end, but then he ended up getting some people killed. And, and then, like, all through the movie, he's just like, oh, well, if people have to be sacrificed for the greater good, so be it. And then suddenly he finds out that Anthony Mackie is going to nuke the U.S. And he's like, no, we have to save people. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't see any sort of believable character development right. from him to get from A to B, you right. know? Yeah, exactly. So his, All of a sudden, you had a new way of thinking. Yeah, so his character was a complete turnoff. I didn't like that character at all. I will say I did enjoy that there were two actors of color mm-hmm. in the lead roles in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was that was really nice to see. Um, and also that it was not... There wasn't really a big deal made of it. It was just... Right. That, that's, this, this is the movie we're watching. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like, the plot was confusing like the lady who ran an orphanage like she didn't have to be there and then they spent so much time building up the ukrainian madman his name was robert koval and then he was in it for like three minutes right at the very end like so that was a letdown and yeah i just didn't well and also it was uh, just a mess anthony mackie's character uh like he's supposed to be this super powerful cyber cyborg guy but he didn't really have any special powers. He didn't seem no. like he in the fight scenes. He he showed like yeah he, was, he yeah he was kicking some serious butt like you said. Uh-huh. But he was almost like like any sort of really good martial arts guy would have done that in a right. movie. He didn't need to be a robot to be that. No, Jackie Chan has kicked a lot of ass. Right, and he's like five foot three. Right, and he so. could have been that. <laughs> he could have played that role. And then there wasn't any like super intelligence things going on, or he didn't have you know a bionic eye to see down the road or anything right. like that. You know, what I mean, it was just like, why is he a cyborg guy? Like this. Well, it makes sense that the the military designed this guy because he's not really a good use of taxpayers' dollars. Exactly. He's like not really all that special. No, uh uh-uh. You uh you mentioned extraction and the old guard. We are getting an extraction, too, mm-hmm. and I believe the Old Guard, it's based on a series of comic books, so there potentially could be sequels there. We don't need a sequel to this. No, and like, Anthony Mackie, is... in a, an interview before the the debut, said that this had real franchise uh, potential. Ooh, I don't know about that. And so after watching that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is not going to be a franchise. I can't imagine. like, Because we don't really see Anthony Mackie's character die. We just kind of assume. Right. Because there's a, a, a... We haven't even talked about the ending yet, which is, right. which is terrible. So... So in the ending, uh, Anthony Mackie is taken out by uh, the harp guy played by Damson Idris, and he is lying on the nuclear missile silo, (laughs) which, as I said, is seconds away from launching. Mm -hmm. But then the U.S. is able to do a drone strike on the silo and take it out, which we said last night. Wouldn't the nuke have exploded if it was like fully armed and ready to launch and then a drone exploded it? Like, wouldn't the nuke have gone off as well? So we don't actually see. And if he's a cyborg, I mean, he could probably get rebuilt. So, you know what? I take that back. I would watch maybe a sequel with Anthony Mackie's character. Mm -hmm. I have zero desire to watch a sequel with Damson Idris's character. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of. Uh, I'm all the way off it. I think I don't think that I would watch uh, another one of these. It, it really mm-hmm. had good intentions, but the the special effects were hard to follow. Um, the story was interesting; like yeah. it had a good concept to it, and I can I can see why this was approved in a table meeting of some sort, saying, "Hey, you know, I got this great idea." It's like, yeah, okay, but the the fact that it's it's it takes place in 2036, I think. And yeah. it, it looks like it, it's like next week. Like it right. doesn't look like it's actually all that far in advance. It's not like when we watched Away. 
And these guys are making interstellar cell phone calls. But they're still driving like 79 Chevelles. Right. You know? right. Like this, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of work that needs to be done here for continuity. But Yeah, the only thing that looked futuristic about this movie, and I realize it's only like 15 years in the future and not 50 years mm-hmm, in the future, mm-hmm. is that the U.S. has finally put robots on the action. Right. Like, yeah. On the action field. So They're there's, the soldiers. Yeah. So there are robot soldiers now. And and one poor robot dog right. at a base, you know, <laughs> right. which I, I felt really bad about. <laughs> Random. So, and yeah. you can imagine, like, if those robots are designed by the U.S. government, and they're in, like, they were in a lot of fight sequences, you got to imagine that there's, like, the, the robots would be paused and they'd be like buffering, <laughs> right? Totally. Buffering, and they're not shooting anybody. They're just standing there and they're getting blasted. And if you know the Russians are already hacking like the Commerce Department website, the Russians are totally going to hack those robots. Why wouldn't they hack and, the robots and get them to turn around and shoot their own guys? Yeah, exactly. The robots are going to turn on the U.S. soldiers, and then Putin's going <laughs> to rule the world. So this a lot is, of holes. We, we have seen our future. A lot of holes in this movie. Yeah, a lot of holes in the plot, and so not a recommend is what I'm saying. I'm giving this like maybe a four out of 10. Wow. Like this was this was one of the worst movies we've seen in a long time, I think. And yeah. not just because I fell asleep and was partially <laughs> drunk during it. <laughs> you knew we were going to watch this and that's why you started drinking the Jack, right? Right, like, oh, another shoot em up. I got to get ready for all the death, all the bodies that are going to stack up. <laughs> yeah, I would give it a D to D minus. Wow. I was thinking, I was like, you know, I gave Wonder Woman a D minus. I was like, would oh. I really give this better than Wonder Woman 84? Oh, I like this better than... I, I liked Wonder Woman better than this. Yeah, so I was like, it, this is probably... If I gave Wonder Woman a D-, then I have to give this like a D-. Like, Wonder this Woman has was, nothing redeeming about it. Wonder Woman was like... It was fine. It just didn't wasn't spectacular. Whereas this had like holes in it to me. This one was like, I can't see that happening. Well, Wonder Woman was very messy. Well, okay, we're not going to go back and right. re-review Wonder Woman 84. Right. You can listen to our podcast on that. Please if you want to hear our review of it. But yeah, Wonder Woman was messy and this was messy so yeah. yeah i'd give it like a d minus yeah okay so anything else to add i mean we could insult this till the cows come home probably yeah we totally could but i i think they've got the point <laughs> so thanks for joining us listener for another edition of the podcast we appreciate your patronage go to cocoindults.com hit the support the podcast button and send in all your inheritance <laughs> no maybe we shouldn't say that i don't want to get prosecuted for oh, anything can you get prosecuted for for that i don't know all right i don't financial crimes i don't know okay white collar just send us money don't worry we, we want to ask where it's from please and so for another episode of the podcast i'm not coco and i'm not Dalton. <laughs>